I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but we have been playing a game called Gwent. Yes. Based in the Witcher world. We've been playing that. I went around to your place yesterday to watch The Abyss, and I completely destroyed you. If, if that's what you want to call it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I, got, I, got, I got completely destroyed, and I don't know what I need to do. I thought I was good at this game. I thought I'm making some good decks. I think it's. I think it was luck. I think the first, because you play with three different decks, and I play with the same one each time. Your first deck was really strong, but I just, like, I think I got lucky. Yeah. And I managed to beat you. And then the second deck was a little bit more evenly matched, it felt like. And then the third one, no, the second one was, like, just easy. The second one I just <laughs> okay. beat, creamed you with. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. It just wasn't a good matchup, I think. And then your third one was a bit more evenly matched, but I still managed to get past. If so. anyone has any Gwent tips, I really need them. I really need them. I'm going to make some new decks this afternoon, I think. Yeah. Man, you're losing to my, my st- stock standard dwarven deck. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Welcome back to the Collectania of Everything, everyone. My name's Jasha. And my name's Hamish. Yeah. And we watched The Abyss, which we're going to be talking about a bit later on. But first up, we got some feedback. Feedback. On the Mary Celeste episode. Or just a, just a theory that one of our listeners, Alex, from the Final Draft podcast, wanted to put forward. He thinks he's cracked it. So he said, considering all the facts of the incident, ship's history and details surrounding it, there is but one clear conclusion to what happened to the crew of the Mary Celeste. They're abducted by aliens, 100%. We actually touched on that in the <laughs> in that episode, didn't we? Yeah, we probably should have put more thought to it because... Yeah. That very well could be it. I mean, judging by as well what happens in the abyss, aliens in the water go a bit hand in hand, you know? Yeah, true. I didn't even <laughs> consider that. Yeah, there we go. Alex might be onto something. Thanks, Alex. But anyway, how you been? Uh, I've been pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I've been pretty tired this past week. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but I've been really tired. But otherwise, been good. Only a couple months until you have another kid? Yeah, about well, it was about three months. Three months away. Flip? I think. It's going to be here before we know it. Yep. Been it's getting crazy. up to anything? Watching? Playing? Oh, well, you know, I'm always changing up games uh, We week. know, we know. Been playing, um, oh, what's it called? I think it's Galactic Civilizations or something yeah. like that. Galactic Civilizations Three. It's pretty fun. I I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone because it's um, <laughs> it just it seems kind of like especially if I described it, it probably sounds pretty boring. But yeah, it's just it almost plays like more like a board game in some ways. Yeah, it's just creating a civilization, sort of like overhead sort of view of everything. Kind of like you know, a civilization sort of like, revolution games? Uh, I suppose, a, a little bit. Yeah. Sort of like, yeah, but like... Um, space. And the, yeah, space. And you're, and it's huge and you've got to sort of take over the galaxy. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. But it's, um, it's pretty fun. Otherwise, I think... Well, I mean, we played a few random games. I played a few random games with you guys this past like couple yeah, what weeks. what are we doing? Some random horror stuff. Gwent. 
It's yeah. just like random indie. Random indie. as games. Yeah. Next big one I'm looking forward to is the Evil Dead game, which I think comes out next month. So I am pretty pumped for that. I've been rewatching through the series with Monique, convinced her to watch through the first and second one. I haven't convinced her for the third one yet, but you know, we watched them. I won't say she loved them, but I did. I loved revisiting them. Yeah. <laughs> so that game's going to be good. Uh, what else have I been watching? I've just been finishing up the Oscar nominees for this year, pretty much. I have got three more to watch. Two more foreign language films and Coming to America starring Eddie Murphy, which I've been putting off. But I will finish those up this week. Apart from that, been a pretty lazy couple of weeks, to be honest. Yeah, I think for, I don't know, just trying to think. I haven't really, for this past like two weeks, I haven't really seen anything new that, I don't know, I mm. feel like bringing up, basically. We just, we haven't really been watching it. We've started a few shows but then they haven't really been that great so mm. yeah i don't know i don't know i guess i've had a bit of a new negative experience this week with just with really? tv in general well just because it's nothing good yeah and just yeah seeing more announcements for marvel stuff it's just you're like, really pumped for miss marvel you're telling me about <laughs> yesterday i don't know when i saw another one the other day i just realized how unexcited i was for mm. it and i just yeah, I'm just I'm just keen for something else, I think. Yeah. Are you excited for Obi-Wan after seeing the trailer? Yes, but then I was excited for the Boba Fett. Yeah. Boba Bob, Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> the Boba Fett uh, show. Um, I would say, like, I don't know, I two of my favorite characters of Star Wars are Boba Fett. Um, Boba Fett or Jango Fett. Yeah. You know, they're two different characters, but basically the same one. Mm. Um. Sorry, I hope yeah. that doesn't like. No, I mean you're right. Same you. actors, same clones. People don't suddenly. I don't know. I feel like they might be different in comics and stuff. I don't know. But anyway, essentially they're the same character, um, and and Obi Wan, yeah, and Yoda, yeah. But more of those two. I'm really. I'm. I'm so like, if I don't know. So I was real pumped for Boba. Uh, Boba Fett. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. And I honestly, when I first saw, like years back, when I first saw uh, The Mandalorian, I thought it was about Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <sighs> it, let's, let's touch on us for a sec, because it, it was Boba Fett, right? But they've changed it to Boba? No, I keep saying Boba Fett. I don't know why. But I swear, I'm like in the sure original series, they were like Boba Fett. But then now they just say Boba. Bo- Boba's like bubble tea. Yeah, right? it just sounds weird to me. So I'm pretty sure it's Boba, Boba yeah. Fett. Let's just say Bubba on the podcast. Boba Fett. Yeah. I reckon just anything goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you thought the Mandalorian um, was going to be like his big I'll just say Django Fett. It's basically the same character. One of the clones. One of the clones. Yeah, so this clone dude. <laughs> yeah. This uh, ex-clone trooper. Um, so I was I was real excited about that. And I thought, I I actually thought when I first saw, yeah, the Mandalorian stuff, like before I watched it and knew what it was actually about, I was like, oh, is this going to be about yeah. um, Boba Fett? And... Boba Fett. Oh my god. No. Oh, no. You got it right. You got it right. I'm I'm cutting this whole segment out. I'm second guessing every single time now. (laughs) I thought it was about him. I don't know why. I got real excited and then I was like, ah, it's not about him. But then I I still enjoyed it. But then it kind of became a little bit about him. Yeah. And then it. Um, But then with the show, I don't know. And I was. I think you you liked it. You liked it. I thought it was all right. I enjoyed it. And I was quite disappointed with it. I feel like for his character, I don't know, they, sh- they just, they should have been way better. Yeah. 
There should have been yeah, in no, this yeah. epic show, but it was. I just, don't think Bob, it was just Bob, Bob. It was essentially just Mandalorian season yeah. three. I don't think we even needed it. I don't even think we needed like. He, no, I think he was always all. better as just this kind of speechless background character that is kind of a menace. Yeah, but the of, thing is, it's like he was because in the prequels, yeah. I loved how that they showed yeah you know, Jango him. Fett and his, and then they showed they sort of, sort of showed what. Yeah, what like forged his what path, forged his path and stuff, and you're like, I don't know, it's a, it's it's a cool bit of like lore for the, yeah, the stories. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, he's actually a clone, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they they needed to dive in as as much as they did into it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, the whole story did feel a bit pointless. Like if they didn't bring out Boba Fett, the show, I don't think you would really care. Like yeah. you're not really missing out. It's this sort of like it's basically just. It just feels like a way of them exploring this character and getting everyone hyped for the next season of Mandalorian, you know? But yeah, it's totally. just like, it's com- it's completely pointless as an actual story and story arc and everything. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm a bit, as we've established, I'm very, I'm very negative <laughs> I mean, exact, exact same thing with Obi-Wan. Like, we did, we knew what happened to him in the past. We watched the prequels. I love Ewan McGregor. He's, he's awesome. And then we saw how Ben Kenobi, what happened to him in the original series. And yeah. he went out to Tatooine and kind of left the Jedi practice behind and was just living out as a hermit by himself. We don't really need to fill in the blanks, but for some reason, I don't know, it's just nostalgia. I'm just, I mean, yeah. we've both been Star Wars fans since we were young ears. Like hearing that Obi-Wan's going to be back, you want it to be good? Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's, it's Ewan McGregor. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. But then it's probably going to be more of the same. So I'm not getting my hopes up, but yeah. I am. I'm going to watch it. To be honest, yeah. I, I... And I think that's the other thing with Boba Fett as well is that they brought back the same character as well, which is like makes it have that sort of nostalgia feel. And I, I was actually really enjoying the first few episodes of it, but then just overall, overall, I was very disappointed by it. And I guess with the track record of just Disney shows this mm. past year, I feel as though it's just going to be another disappointment. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not getting excited for it. And I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, but that's like, so. I don't know. I guess I'm just not really thinking much about it. I'm choosing not to. Yeah. So I don't want to be like putting energy towards it, you know, thinking about it. Hyping it up. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably just going to be real average. Yeah. I don't know. But I I kind of feel like, to be honest, I'd get excited a lot more if it was... Because it's set between um, the third and fourth movie, right? Mm. Movies. Yeah. But I'd probably be a lot more excited if it was actually set more in... The Clone Wars time, or even, I mean, but uh, I mean, you and McGree gets older now, and they can't yeah. really go back. And we've seen all that in the Clone Wars series. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. Do we really want to all go and watch that show meant for kids? I still haven't finished season one because of all the Jar Jar Binks episodes. Uh, I, just, I can't. But like, it, it's it's meant for kids. Like, <laughs> people love it. Honestly, people. I mean, say it's I'm some not, of the best not Star judging stuff. not judging you if you. That's what. Yeah, but like, I'm gonna watch but it's it. It's like bro. real average. I'm gonna do it. If that's the best Star Wars stuff, then it's like... <laughs> what's the best Star Wars... What's the best Star Wars product in your mind? Best Star Wars? Yeah. Episode 3. You like Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I love Empire. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back is my favourite. Just all the stuff on Hoth. I think, is that a surprise to you that Episode 3 is my favourite? I mean, I like... I'm pretty sure I've talked about yeah, it. I know that you like It's the got prequels. the best like actual proper lights like of all of them yeah. including the new ones all it's got the flips. best fight scenes in it yeah and like that's crazy that the newest ones 
still don't match up to it. The newest ones are still average. Yeah. They make sense why, if you look into it. It's like, well, because everyone back, you know, back in the prequels were all, essentially they were masters. They had studied this all their lives and they didn't have, you know, they didn't have all these other distractions yeah. and they had all the, you know, the years and years of, well, yeah, so the better train. Then Ray just gets chucked a lightsaber. And... Yeah, and then Ray's just like, yeah, she just has a lightsaber and she doesn't really yeah. hasn't really gone through any kind of proper formal training. And if she has, you know, throughout the movies, it's just been like other people who haven't really had that amazing of a training. Either, yeah, yeah, you know, teaching her. Yeah, and it's kind of the same with um, Kylo as well. Like, who I can't see Snoke? helping him out he's well yeah and like um um luke wouldn't have trained him long enough for Mm. him to be a master you're right so it's like it makes sense but then it's kind of lame yeah that we're just sort of getting stuck with these pretty average lightsaber fights i don't know maybe maybe you prefer it maybe people prefer it being slower and having less yeah i don't know great way to finish up open ocean on star wars discussion guys yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I've been really. Um, um, I've had a hankering to kind of revisit the whole franchise. I haven't, I haven't watched the prequels forever, so I might do it sometime. Okay, might watch the Clone Wars. Don't hold me on that. But I'll... Clone Wars, yeah. this show, <laughs> this series. I've tried watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I do feel like because I have heard what you what you're saying that a lot of people really yeah. like it, and a lot of people saying it's like actually got some of the better content of Star Wars. But then it's like. I can't get over the fact that it's just this like cheap, nasty cartoon, mm. and it's like and the mo- the Clone Wars movie. Ugh. I preferred that to the oh, episodes whoa. that I watched. Okay, this is you're talking Ooh. about the animated one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let yeah. us know if you are listening. And... I preferred because I watched that. Yeah, probably around the right age bracket. Oh I yeah, think, yeah. For the show, so I re- I actually really enjoyed it. Them just babysitting Jabba the Hutt's kid. Yeah, essentially. But then the show also slightly, I think it was slightly better quality graphics wise. Yeah, maybe. Than the show, just ever so slightly. Let let us know if you are listening and you love the Clone Wars and reckon we should watch it because I just need a little push and I'm there. I might do it if you if you guys will recommend it to me. I'm gonna watch the show. But anyway, what we're actually talking about today is The Abyss, the winning movie, my pick for Open Ocean Month to see us Your out as always. We'll see what happens after this episode. We'll put forth our new picks in the next theme. But we watched this last night. James Cameron, The Abyss, 1989. Cannot stream it anywhere. I should have looked into this before I suggested it. I had to buy a DVD. Bad quality. We had to like zoom in on your TV when we were watching so we could get it to fill up the TV because it was just in a small square in the middle. Sound quality terrible. Had to use to put on subtitles. What a way to watch a movie! I know, but man. we had a good time. Yeah, but it was a it was a fun experience. Our wives enjoyed sitting back and crocheting while me and you discuss the movie. But yeah, it was good. I've got I wrote a little bit of a synopsis. Imagine being so bored, just hold on, <laughs> with a movie that you decided to crochet instead of watch it. I don't know. Were you bored in this way? I mean, I was looking up pictures of jellyfish oh, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to get into this movie. It's kind of gross on me. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Okay. But I did wake up this morning going like... What, what a night. <laughs> three hours of The Abyss. Yeah, we should say as well, we watched the special edition, which is close to three hours long. 
And I thought, oh, the normal edition must be about two hours, but the normal edition is like two and a half hours anyway. So yeah, long movie, a lot of parts in it. But let's save this for later. But I've wrote a little bit of a synopsis. Hold on, before you before you start. Okay. Have you ever considered like us facing each other? Do you want to try that? I don't know. Would that be weird? So I just noticed that I'm always like turning. We're sitting right next to us. each other with like a it's table between like... us. Yeah. I don't, I, no, I don't want to face you. No. no. That's weird, dude. Yeah, that is weird. No, yeah. never mind. Forget about just, it. Forget about it. Thank you. I'll bring just, us into the abyss. You're I just feel like I'm always like this, you know? So I'm always like having to turn my neck. That's, that's part of it, man. It's just part of the experience. Part suppose. of the experience. <clears throat> you can cut that bit out. <laughs> When a U.S. submarine carrying nuclear warheads sinks in the middle of the ocean, the crew members of Deep Core, an experimental underwater drilling platform, team up with a team of Navy SEALs to investigate. The platform's designer, Lindsay, insists on going along with the team despite her estranged husband, Bud, being in charge. As the group descends deeper into the depths, things just get worse and worse. They become disconnected from their surface support ship and stranded on the ocean's floor. One of the Navy SEALs, Lieutenant Coffee, goes rogue after succumbing to madness, and they encounter strange beings below the surface that may or may not be from this Earth. But one thing is for certain. If you gaze for too long into the abyss, the abyss gazes back into you. The Abyss. What a film. Jim Cameron himself. Titanic. Aliens. Terminator. Terminator 2. Avatar. Any other ones I'm missing? Oh, probably. What a director. He's <clears throat> well known for his kind of grand scale, groundbreaking movies. Especially with Avatar. I mean, he's directing, what is it, like five more movies back to back of that now? Yeah. We've been hearing about it for years and years. One's supposed to be coming out at the end of the year, so we'll see. Do you reckon? Do you reckon he's like trying to bury this movie? That's why we can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I don't know. I, I did a bit of bit of research, and apparently this came out real close to a couple of other movies set under the water. Yeah, and this one wasn't seen. It was a box office kind of a bomb. Uh, kind of got lost to history. It wasn't well like reviewed at the time either. Yeah, and just the fact that they've gone and cut it into the special edition, and apparently there's another cut cut of this movie called the deep cut and just it's quite inaccessible for people to find and for people yeah. to watch yeah it's really interesting yeah well, i didn't know really anything about this movie when we went into Neither. it and when you were just like oh they they find something in in the water and like the opening scene with that quote you mentioned before you know, yeah. staring into the abyss and the abyss stares back at you i was like ah oh. and with the the name the abyss I was yeah. like, this is a horror that's what i thought as well I was like, I was expecting something more along the lines of like Alien, mm. um, or Aliens. Uh, he directed the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, second one. And it, it starts off quite like Aliens as well. You've got this group of the underground drilling platform, all really quirky. They each call each other by like random nicknames, and they've got this like rapport that's very, very akin to the Aliens movie. I was like, yeah, oh, this is the same guy. He's written the script. He's yeah this is this is him you got like one of the crew members was called hippie yeah he just has a pet rat on his shoulder constantly he was my favorite it was great not, not constantly though because you're always worrying <laughs> throughout the movie where the, the rat go died. he's holding it in the plastic bag to try and keep it out of the water 
But you're right, yeah. it's very similar to Aliens, but I guess not with well, that. I was expecting, what I was saying is I was expecting something more in the line of horror like Aliens mm. is. But it really wasn't. Mm. And it, it kind of gave you this weird feeling. I, I was expecting, I went in expecting horror. That was like my, my yeah. initial sort of feeling of it was like, oh, this is going to be like it's starting off feeling like it's building up to like some, you know, some big horrific experience they're going to go through. And and then, I don't know, like everything right down to like the, the score, you know, the music that mm. they chose and they did. It all started making it feel like way different. Like I wasn't even like, because we what were we talking about? We were, we were saying that it was, it it kind of is an action thriller, right? Yeah, it's, it's definitely then, more action than anything and else. And it's like, it almost also kind of just feels like drama music. It almost feels more like, what do you call it? Like adventurous almost. Sort yeah. of, like, I really like didn't some like kind the score of, on this, dude. Yeah, it was real. It was, Did it fit it was the tone average. at all? It was just, yeah. yeah. Real weird. Yeah. I don't know. The, <laughs> with the, the score, I, I couldn't help but um, mention while we were watching it that it was reminding me of Flubber for some reason. Flubber? Flubber? <laughs> Robin Williams. Anyone's seen that? Like, but that kind of movie, you know, that sort of like old, old Quirky, school, whimsical. old school sort of kids family kind of yeah. movie where it's like i don't know they've got like yeah it's that kind of music i think it's this it's occasionally it really it really felt like it belonged in that kind of movie like flubber or like free willy or mm. yeah something like that i don't know if this is making any sense to anyone but it was confusing yeah it was watching it especially since the characters were all like real rough and yeah. and they all felt like they would fit perfectly in like the alien universe yeah. you know, sort of thing or like just any old old horror movie or something you know but even like um yeah even something along the lines of like uh the thing or something like that you know that kind of where they're all quite quite unique but sort of um rough and not as not particularly likable characters mm. you know they're all kind of emotionless at times as well yeah, I don't know. It's hard to. It's like it's a bit hard to explain. Yeah, well, even the but fact like, that I mean, the movie was three hours long. It feels like the tone shifts because you get the first hour of the movie that's pretty much set up. Yeah, and real kind of slow. But it's still kind of tense because you kind of know what's. Well, you know something's yeah going to go wrong, so it's a bit tense in the first half, and then the second bit's when everything breaks loose and it keeps action um, sequences, and then the third bit kind of changes once again. I guess quite we, slow. Yeah. Then, uh, yes. I guess we should probably talk a little bit more about the actual story. But as I said before, a uh, submarine encounters something under the water and hits into it and then sinks. But we find out the submarine was carrying nuclear warheads. And that's pretty much the big kickoff of this movie is the US thinking, oh, it must be the Russians. They're attacking our nuclear submarines. Yeah. They're wanting to wage war on us. <laughs> kind of a little bit timely we we're like oh we didn't expect it to go this much to like cold war russian stuff yeah but yeah so that's the whole kickoff the u.s like hey we've got this nearby experimental drilling mining oil rig station kind of near like an underwater oil rig we'll send them out there we'll send some of our navy guys out and they'll track it down and it becomes this real interesting group dynamic because you've got bud and you've got Lindsay. yeah the Two main characters. Two main characters, yeah. yeah. Play Bud's played by Ed Harris. He's I've seen him all over the place. This might be my favorite thing I've seen him in. 
He, oh, that's he was, not a good sign. <laughs> he was quite good in this, I think. Like, as I said before, he plays it quite emotionless. Like, he's an emotionless, strict, onto it leader. Yeah. But then there's a couple scenes where he really, like, lets loose. And we'll get into those a bit later on. But I don't know. I think he played his character real well. But then alongside them and the quirky characters of the team, we get the couple of Navy SEALs led by Lieutenant Coffey. Coffee. Is it Kofi? Coffey? Um... <laughs> Let's see how was it spelled? Like C O F F E Y or something. Yeah, so it's just coffee. coffee. I'm pretty sure they were just calling him Coffee the whole way. Yeah, through. but he's played by Michael Bean, who is in the Terminator movies, and he's also in Aliens. So cool to see a familiar face. He's rocking a real cool mustache in this. Yeah, I thought he seemed a bit familiar. Yeah, actually. yeah. So he is heading up these Navy SEALs that join the team, and they've got kind of a secret mission. Yeah, they actually got to take the warheads. And find out where the Russians are and potentially even use the warheads on the Russians. Originally, they were just going down to see if there were any survivors. Make sure that there weren't... You know, yeah. Like, that, that there that's what the crew of the oil wrecked down there and they were just going to... Yeah. Um, help them out. You know, save anyone that needs saving. Yeah. And also, I guess, to know whether or not um, anything's like leaking or it's in, uh, yeah. any kind of danger around there for radiation and stuff. But I'm pretty sure, so it was my understanding that it was after the first couple of sightings of the alien creatures under the water that the, because that's when they um, they yeah. made contact, eh? the, the military under the water made contact with the people up on the surface, people up on the surface. Mm. And they said that they, their theory was that it was a Russian bogey, essentially yeah. some Russian uh, technology or submarine or something that well, was under there. Interesting how Kofi goes as the movie goes along. At the very start, we learn about this thing called high pressure nervous syndrome yeah which is a condition some people get under the water when they start shaking and they start going a little bit loopy yeah and we see him progress at the very start from him being quite a onto it dude yeah quite likable to just going absolutely insane by the second half and like just being so consumed with the idea of russians are down here yeah gotta destroy the russians so you're right it just starts off finding out about um if, if there are Russians in the area or to get the warhead back, but then he kind of goes rogue and he decides to send the warhead to the Russians yeah. going against, not not getting orders to do so. Yeah. And that's when the movie really hits, hits a big, it, it, everything just gets so intense. I mean, even before that, there's a point where the crane connected from the ship on the surface to the oil rig on the bottom of the sea breaks the yeah. cable connecting them just uh, everything's getting stormy above i think they're getting hit by a, um, a cyclone or something eh yeah yeah cyclone fred i think it was called yeah. uh, but they're hit by that the cr- huge crane just completely breaks and falls into the water and they're right next to an abyss or this huge like chasm on the bottom on the ocean bed the, the yeah. oil rig that's stuck down there so the, the cable doesn't actually get cut right I thought, well, oh, no, it doesn't. You're right. Yeah, so it was just that the crane, because they needed to detach the cable. Yeah. So that they so that they weren't getting dragged about by the ship mm. underwater. So their big their big rig wouldn't get pulled about. Because it was, yeah, because that was the, I, I guess they were supplying with them oxygen, maybe? Yeah, I think so. To the, to the rig. That's yeah. what the big cable was. And they couldn't detach it because it was rocking about too much. And then it, um... I think the crane, I think someone was trying to like signal to the crane driver to lower down more cable, but he was, I think he took too long over it. Like he couldn't, yeah, he couldn't, there was like poor communication and it was like middle of a huge, like the storm was just like hitting them real hard at that point. And then, and then I think they got like smashed about by some really strong waves, which pulled the 
the whole crane under. Yeah, really crazy sequence when the the people on the rig on the ocean floor are like, "There's a crane. It's about to hit into us." And we just yeah. watch this crane, yeah, just like traveling down the water, and then it hits, but like misses them, eh? Because they were watching misses, it. Because yeah. they're watching the 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 cable, the huge thick cable thing that was attached to them just yeah. falling down like, outside oh, the window they're okay and then and it then slowly it sl- tips into the abyss yeah it tips down into this huge <laughs> crevice in the pulling the rig the ocean most of the way and the but rig just starts getting damaged that's the stupid thing though it's like don't think that crane weighed more than that rig <laughs> oh, it's a movie you know you're right it didn't really make too much sense but, but yeah it didn't pull them all the way down it pulled them to the, the abyss's edge but it damaged damaged the rig and it just starts filling up with water people end up drowning getting locked in cabins it's really chaotic i really yeah. love the scene we see bud during this whole thing and he's just trying to run from room to room to keep the water away from him to stop drowning there's a scene when he oh the emergency doors are all shutting the doors are shutting and he puts his fingers in one and it like closes around his wedding ring yeah which we he, he was about to take off earlier in the movie yeah um decides to put back on yeah we talked about that at all nah. uh, so the the main characters um bud and i can't remember her name Lindsay. Lindsay, they're married but then they're they're sort of i think that was kind of hard to follow i think but i, I think they got kind of they kind of got married it almost seemed like i don't know a lot of it was for convenience was yeah it? I don't know. That they might seem, have been joking. They, they might have like been... they did really love each other at the start. At the start, yeah. But then they... Um, but I don't know. I think I think the reason why they actually got married, married, I think because he, they mentioned something in the movie which made it sound like it was more convenience. Like uh-huh. They were together, but then they got married because it was like, oh, it was more convenient that way or something yeah. to do with um, the work because they... Yeah, because they used to work more closely um, but then she became, I think, after designing the rig and stuff, like, I think they used to, um, like, I don't know what they used to do before that. Mm. I'm guessing it's something along the same lines of, of work. Well, she's an um, architect. Like, she designed the rig. Yeah, so when she designed thing. it, she sort of, I think, I guess she sold it on to a company, yeah. but then got a higher position in that company. Yeah. Whereas he was just, he's just the guy working the Happy rig. Happy doing his own thing. Yeah, so they sort of separated there and then um, I guess their marriage was sort of becoming yeah. a bit more, um, I don't know. Well, I think the way the Bud rocks, put it at one point was that they didn't really grow apart. She just um, grew above him or like she just outgrew yeah. him. Like yeah. She was ascending to places in her career and with people that she knew that was just away from where he was wanting to be. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, so yeah, and you you get you get that quite like they they make a good point, like a, a very strong uh, emphasis on that. Yeah. I guess, in the beginning, I think it was a whole dynamic to, like, trying to get that point across that yeah. these two are, are not like their marriage is not a thing at the <laughs> they, moment. They kind of like, hate each other, or they're, they're do- always yeah, they're, their... they're organi- already organizing for divorce yeah. papers and things like that. And yeah, there's one point where they but you can kind of see that it's more because of her not because of him yeah because there's um yeah there's a point where uh i think she notices that he's still wearing the ring the mm-hmm. ring ring and Which then she took it off and then she ago. mentions that she hasn't worn hers for months and then asked him why he's still wearing his and he said because oh it was something like the papers aren't through yet so it's mm. not official so yeah. I'm not, he's still trying to hang on to it a bit yeah so it's like it's not he's not divorced yet so he's not going to take it off yeah. yet 
But then they get into a squabble about something else, <laughs> and then he leaves and throws it in the toilet. Hey, eh? and then full of, the toilet's full of like this weird blue liquid. Yeah, that's it's normal for like um, poor loos and stuff. They'll have that yeah. same kind of liquid. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but it's for like killing bacteria. Yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> and then he like walks away, and then like a few seconds later, he comes back again and like sits down and reaches his hand into the toilet to get the it. The whole rest out. of the movie just got it a was blue a good, arm. Like, uh, yeah, and then the rest of the movie, yeah, he had like this blue <laughs> yeah. dye all over his hand. Yeah. Oh, so nasty! But then the um, fact that he's clinging to this is yeah. the reason he kind of survives, and the yeah. ring, the ring saves and of, jams the door. Like uh, to be honest, the two things I think they did really well in this movie mm. were. Um, I think the sets yeah the, the like the um it real cool just it the ring really itself cool. and yeah. a couple of like vehicles or the other yeah i think they did a really good yeah. job over like the, their their effects like mm. their um special effects and their sets in general and the designs of the sets and everything yeah like the the submarines and stuff it really i i don't know i guess we we probably should have watched the documentary on the making uh, of that it's a long documentary yeah it's we like should have three hours yeah. four hours long so and it's like <sighs> <laughs> so yeah the set and all that and then their relationship the, yeah the relationship between the two main characters yeah um, which bad. which is like a huge it's the heart of it, the movie in the end. it is actually the heart of the movie mm. i think and they did a really good job of making that like a really um just believable yeah like, believable yeah and, and just interesting like it wasn't I mean, and at the end of the day, it's just a, like that's just your average romance mm. sort of thing. With I don't know, it didn't feel for, or like it didn't feel because near the end of the movie they get back together and they yeah you know, it ends up being this you know emotional scene of them realizing that they still love each other and all that kind of stuff. But I guess nearly dying would do that to you, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, it made like it didn't at all feel forced in any way yeah. like it felt like it was nat a natural process and it was quite believable but i think you yeah the thing i was wanting to touch on with him like throwing it in the toilet is, is it really it did feel like it was kind of it, to me it made it feel more like it was her an issue with her mm. not with him like he was he's trying to let go but yeah. like you know he gets angry he throws the ring away and it's like you know this is over but then doesn't want still you know after a few seconds just can't bring himself to you know to do yeah. it to actually do it and so he goes back and you know he actually you know cool character files his hand files <laughs> his hand cool character uh, um like he's just a cool character but that whole theme of him just you know keep going back to things keep trying and yeah against all odds is sticks with him throughout the whole film when he's trying to survive various scenarios yeah uh if we, if we go back to um the ship not the ship the rig starts yeah. getting destroyed and the group of survivors band together and there's this whole segment of the film when it's lieutenant coffee the navy seal just going crazier and crazier until he gets guns into the mix starts taking some of them as hostages and gets ready to send this nuclear warhead into the russians which is which really is... an unidentified being under the water or group of beings well, yeah because they well they identified it as being well they they assumed or was, had an educated guess that it was uh, uh some kind of underwater craft yeah like vehicle or something yeah they go to aliens um, as the solution like it's just aliens which is a bit weird to me because it like you yeah. were bringing up in the movie that they look very similar to 
real deep sea creatures or jellyfish yeah which uh, uh, yeah i found it my my first thought was like when even from i think from the start of it it's like that from the start of the the movie i was like this is this is gonna be like or rather i i guess i'm maybe it was just a hope mm. that it was going to be about some kind of like underwater creatures or i think i would have loved that, that a lot more like just imagine if it was about a underwater race that well, were quite I advanced i kind of think i kind of think so it, it could have been right i think it was to yeah. be honest like they um i guess we'll get there later but yeah. i do think my theory is that, is that they've been there for yeah basically the characters sort of like, sort just of like think the, they're aliens but sort of like an aquaman you know yeah that how all the all the those civilizations under the water yeah. all have been there just so far away and so deep that we never really yeah knew them before yeah but um, Lieutenant Coffee goes crazy, takes one of their, uh, what are they called? Like s- smaller submarine type ships? Yeah, I think they, mechanical they, had arms cab, on them. they had cab written on them. Yeah. It was like cab something. The cabs. Um, cab and then had like a number for each one of them. But yeah, they're yeah. just like submarines. So they're mini submarines with like. Yeah. But even before he takes that, he starts getting one ready to take the warhead out. And then a big fight breaks loose where we've got Bud and one of the other members of the crew go and sneak up under the water into where coffee's locked himself in yeah cool sequence this whole part of the movie i'm just absolutely in love with they're yeah they're just pushing against all odds buds just swimming through like freezing water and then they get into like a fist fight they get into a knife fight and then non-stop almost coffee jumps into this thing bud goes in after him yeah and there's this big battle between these two underwater um like submarine things yeah really really cool coffee ends up getting destroyed the thing implodes but just i really love the character coffee i really love the relationship important to note there though that um they coffee manages he manages to get the the warhead to actually go down to the abyss right yeah it's attached to um like another little much tinier um little underwater geek yeah, it's like, it's not, it thing. looks like a little submarine, but actually it's just in... in just a small remote-controlled one. little remote-controlled submarine, yeah. basically, with a camera at the front. Um, so that goes down, but then... Um, so that, I guess that after that, the next step, after Kelly... Well, um, it almost doesn't even stop, because then Bud and Lindsay, who were chasing him in their own submarine, that starts... Yeah, to, true. That starts getting destroyed, and they that, have to yeah, get out they, of that. They and then, oh. but then they only have one way of escaping, yeah. like o- only one suit to escape with. And another intense scene when Lindsay decides, "You're a better swimmer. I'm gonna drown. You get me back fast, and then try resuscitate me." It's the only way. Yeah, like it was. I just really loved the intensity of the middle portion of this movie. Like, that was really, really cool. Some of my favorite scenes I've watched in a long time of anything, like, action-related. Yeah. And just character-driven. I Yeah, I really loved it. That whole resuscitation scene's just intense, and you think that she's dead when they try forever to get her back. And then, again, with Bud's character, as I said before, he's really, like, kind of emotionless, just a good leader. I well, really he's not, appreciate... He's not emotionless. He's just... I kind of feel like... Um, feel like he I, I get what you're meaning yeah but i think it's more just like it's um just hard and yeah it's it's more like a it almost feels more like a not showing emotion yeah it's not uh, he's, yeah that's exactly it he's he yeah. keeps his emotion in the way but there's parts like this resuscitation scene when he's bringing Lindsay back that he just breaks 
Yeah. And just starts like getting angry and screaming and it's even like slapping her to get back, get back yeah. to life. And I really, I really loved his character in this. So really um, they touch on that later out because after he's resuscitated her. Yeah. Um, they like show the scene where um, she's um, she's like back and like he's they've taken her into because the water's like freezing, mm. and that's one of my other things is like you see um the way Coffee dies is that his submarine starts sinking down to the abyss mm. and it crushes within seconds of falling down there. You know, so it starts getting cracks and stuff. He just went off the deep just, end. The pressure it, got to him. But know? like I don't, I don't think the water pressure like builds that quickly like i feel like if if it was strong enough to crush him like just that little bit extra down into the abyss because they were they saw it happen yeah like it he didn't go out into darkness and it slowly happened it happened very quickly yeah yeah that they wouldn't be able to safely at all swim in that water but they did it a lot swimming without any kind of protection yeah um but i mean it's a movie. It's a, it's a movie. It's a it's stupid the action 80s. movie. It's in the yeah. 80s. <laughs> it's 80s. 80s movie. Um, oh, where was I going with that? Oh, I was talking about he took her back to the bed. I don't know why I just suddenly jumped yeah. over to coffee. Yeah. Um, but one of the things, I think she, what she says to him then, right, it's a weird quote. I can't remember it exactly. I don't have it on my phone. Um, but it was, it was something like big boys don't cry or something, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what she said to him because yeah. he was, he was like this emotional scene of him like mm. crying over her because she, he almost lost her. Big they don't, don't they haven't gotten back together at this point. Yeah. So you can see that he's still attached to her and she, and it's kind of, I think it is probably her realization of like that, you know, he's, this guy is like still like madly in love with her mm. and, and is willing to like you know you know and he's like real broken up about like her almost dying and stuff like that but i think that also touches on a little bit more which i hadn't really thought much about of like i guess his inability or or just non-desire to show emotion yeah. for that which could be maybe part of the reason why they're they're having like you know fights to begin with yeah this is also lack of communication of like of emotion and and that sort of thing yeah i don't know maybe maybe i think you're onto something and there's another time when she shares a story of both when the power went out in their house when they were first married i have that down you have the quote yeah so um it's her saying you remember that time also should we talk about when she's saying this because that's also adds to it yeah let's okay so this is him like i guess this is I would say that this is reconfirming for him that he actually does love her and it's yeah. sort of showing her his, um, like, uh, how, what his feelings are for her and it's this, this emotional thing of him almost losing her. Mm. And then after that, they have to choose someone to go down into the abyss. After the warhead. After the warhead to turn it off. Yeah. Um, it's like 10,000 meters below them or something. Yeah, or something insane. like that, which is something we need to touch on, but they have this technology in the in the movie called liquid oxygen, right? Yeah, this is so, what it's like. Um, so it's basically, I don't really get why. It's I, a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. But, so you kind of, they, they decide to, instead of using oxygen because they've got limited supply, something that would um, be out that would let them be able to breathe or would let bud be able to breathe more when he's going into the abyss yeah experimental liquid oxygen when they fill his suit with this liquid that he has to kind of start breathing in and it's really hard to get used to breathing in liquid but they kind of related it to when you're 
when you're a baby in the womb. Yeah. Uh, it's similar to that, but yeah, real crazy. Real crazy but thing. I don't get... So I get that. They had limited oxygen. Yeah. So they decided to use something else so that they, you know, that they weren't... That wasn't going yeah, to yeah. Um, take their supply of oxygen. But what I don't get is why he didn't get crushed instantly when he went down. Yeah, the pressure didn't get to him, but it got to coffee. <laughs> um, Who knows? Anyway, but he's... So he's... They they say when he's breathing this in, he can't he can't talk. Mm. Well, he's got all this. So they liquid. put a Nintendo Power Glove on his arm. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah, he has. So he has this keyboard. little device that a keyboard that he can text back with. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they have must they have pretty good reception apparently yeah. that deep in the ocean. They can communicate um, tens of uh, thousands. So they of can people. talk to him and he can hear them. Yeah. Um, and he apparently he can hear them quite clearly through the water, even though there's water all around his face because and he's just, breathing it in. Yeah, and they're just dropping um, him into an abyss without a line or anything. Like he's yeah, just... without any kind of line. I don't know how how they had. Some of them had some hope that he was going to make it. Like they're yeah. all when they thought they had lost him, they were all like upset. But then yeah. it's like, well, he wasn't going to get yeah, out of there. It was anyway. kind of a death sentence. I think they yeah. were hoping he was going to slowly float back up because they had weights <laughs> on him to weigh yeah, him down. Yeah. Anyway, but he did say he knew it was a one-way trip. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So when, but when he, well, that was afterwards. When he went down, this is her talking to him. So he yeah. could only text back. But he even could, on top of everything, he starts shaking and getting that condition. Yeah. That make coffee. So this go was crazy. actually. I found this like a, at the time. I thought this was kind of it was kind of weird or kind of cringy almost. Where um, uh, one of the characters um. One of the characters says to him, I can't remember the name of the character. What, what was her name? It's the one with the cowboy hat. I don't know. So it was a funny name. I, I can't know. remember. <laughs> but um, she says to her, to. Um, Bud. No, what's her name? Lindsay. 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 She says to Lindsay that she, that he needs, uh, says something like, oh, he needs, needs her and he needs like you need to talk to him mm. and then so she starts talking to him but starts saying you know you need to you know you breathe breathe or, you yeah. know trying to like help him say you know say things to like help him and then she's like no you need to talk to him mm. you know like you need to actually communicate with him like talk because he's gonna die essentially yeah. is what she's kind of telling her it's like she, he's not gonna make it you need to you need to say your goodbyes now or or, or communicate what you mm you need to communicate, you know, to him now because you're not going to get a chance. Anyway, so that's when she starts talking to him about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she says, you remember that time? You were pretty drunk. You probably don't remember. But the power went out in that little apartment we had on Orange Street. We were staring at that one little candle and I, I said something really dumb, like that candle was me and like every one of us is out there alone in the dark in this life. So anyway, so she says that you know that he put the another candle up yeah. right next to it and said that 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 you're not allowed to look. That's me. Yeah, pretty um, cool. So it's, it's emotional, emotional. Definitely the heart of the movie, and it's like she yeah. they're each other's lifeline throughout the whole thing. I even think, though he might be disconnected, I do think that if we went back and watched it again, but watched it going without the without the expectation of it being this real spooky horror mm. or like just some like like real intense thriller if we went and just i don't just know just a classic 80s action movie just a classic mm. 80s action movie or just not really knowing anything about it not yeah. knowing not knowing the premise not knowing the name because i think that's the thing for me the name the abyss sounds like a spooky name right yeah, yeah. i'm like oh this is what's in the abyss yeah i know 
Um, <laughs> so, because yeah. thinking back, this movie is about them. Mm. Like, even more so than the aliens, I would say. Because yeah. the aliens, or the, the sea creatures, or whatever, in the end, like, you see very little of them. Yeah. And they're kind of more just like, I don't know, after after the, they turn off you know he succeeds and manages to to cut the, yeah. the cords on the warhead you know, preventing it from blowing up the last thing um, he sends back is like i love you wife yeah he finally calls her a wife and he's been calling her all other of all other derogatory names the whole movie through yeah yeah and then um yeah it's like this uh you know emotional part mm. where he he knows that he's He's going to die, and then he sees a big light off in the distance, and he starts going towards that. I think no, he just watches it. Just watches, and he says he's just going to stay down there for a bit. And she's like, they're all emotional because they're like, no, you gotta, you gotta gotta try and come back because he only has like five minutes left of oxygen, and it took him like thirty minutes to get down (laughs) there. And so, and he's just like, I'm not gonna, not gonna make it. I'm just gonna stay down here. And that's when he says, like, I love you, wife. And something flies up to him. Yeah, and then the light comes towards him, and there's this weird weird like stingray jellyfish it's looking. like a butterfly mixed with an alien so the thing the thing that you see of these aliens before this mm. right is is the there's like this weird translucent kind of translucent kind of glowing thing that I, like a ship of some sort yeah i was like well no the little one oh so yeah i was like oh that looks like some kind of jellyfish and you guys were like nah it doesn't at all and then i looked up comb jellyfish and it actually looked like a comb yeah, jellyfish yeah, 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 like some right. some some kinds of like those kinds yeah. of jellyfish but like a really big one i like the aesthetic because it was definitely like deep sea creatures or yeah kind of feel, which it does then, feel like aliens but kind of is alien to us so and then when they see like a bigger one of the ships yeah it did also look more translucent and we also and see then, that they can control water and there's like a huge yeah. scene when this huge kind of tentacle of water looks looks at them in the ship and it's, yeah that sort of goes through the ship and that's yeah. um that's around when coffee finally loses it because yeah. he starts like he starts, oh. uh, like there's, there's another thing down here but they're after the warhead as well and, yeah, yeah he just assumes it was after the warhead yeah. and it was like he starts like real freaking out yeah so while um bud's down there this alien creature which looks now it looks kind of like this weird translucent stingray jellyfish thing <laughs> but with like a alien like head like arms em- embedded in it yeah like kind of in the base of it where like uh where a stingray might have its mouth kind of talked about star wars before it kind of looked like the long-necked people in attack of the clones kind of like their it. face but also yeah. sort of reminded me of the aliens from independence day their their sort of face as well yeah 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 very but similar. like yeah kind of similar sort of uh vibe going on there with that and then it had like these two little mm. thin arms with like three three, three fingered fingers arms. Uh, three fingered yeah. um yeah and then and it sort of reaches out and he takes its hand and and then it swims off with him and carries him into this like huge underwater city looking yeah. thing where it takes him into this chamber which has oxygen in it and he's able to take off his mask and so clear out his lungs of all that liquid and and breathe normally yeah. And big end of the movie, it kind of crescendos to a point where they're showing him live feeds of the news above the surface. And And we're seeing that every big city on Earth has massive tidal waves ready to crush it. Yeah, coming in and then they... There's war between Russia and the US. There's like a humongous wave and they all stop. And this is where it starts getting like this real epic sort of feeling about it because it's like... 
They actually did like a, yeah. a decent job on the. I, was like, I didn't know this is like a them. disaster. As movie. well as the aliens, actually. Yeah. They. I mean, they they they're obviously old. It's obviously old special effects. Yeah. But it's not bad. It's nah, not terrible special effects on these. Um. But yeah, and they sort of show like what they're doing and what they're about to do. And they start showing him images. Oh, when he starts asking them questions, they don't actually directly talk to him. They just start showing him images of like all the war and everything throughout conflict the conflict between people throughout the history of yeah between people. And they basically we're supposed to get the message then, that they've been watching us and they're yeah, not happy. And with they're not happy with how much destruction there and is. Destruction. And then I think they stop the waves mm. and the waves go away. And they and then he's um he's like sort of like I think they show him that and he asks them. Why do they do that? Why are they stopping now? Like if they mm. if they just if they were planning on destroying everything, what's changed their mind? And then they show that message that he sends to his Love wife. You, wife. And I guess they knew he, as well yeah. that he disarmed the warhead. Yeah. As well. But just shows that love people do actually still love and care about each other. I do think they I think the point of this because it seems a bit cringy because it's like a bit what? anticlimactic it's as like well. what they decided not to destroy the whole world when they were all prepared to do it just because one person loves his wife <laughs> yeah but i think that that's not really the point i think and i think they knew that then as well they i think they're more showing him that they spared him and they spared them because because love is possible yeah because people do love each other yeah and i think that was the image that i think that the idea of it was that because they then save his life and managed to and get him back up yeah they lift and the whole sort of, rig back to the surface on and a big the, ufo thing. on the huge city that floats yeah. up to the surface yeah i think they're what they were showing was that yeah that they could just kill everyone but they decided not to because people yeah and they were sort of showing him that like he loves his wife mm. um or he loves someone you know just he, and he's willing to die to other. save people yeah to to and that's kind of what that's what they're why they're sparing and that's why they think and that's what people need to sort of focus more on is sort of what i guess is the sort of story but i guess it, it goes like, it like sets up that they're gonna help us in war or humanity has to change and disband all our armies and stuff and yeah so i think the thing is is that that that's probably why they haven't because they would have had access to, yeah. to the news and everything before all that so then guessing that's sort of what he's showing them is that they haven't yet done that either because they know that people are capable of of love and ca- yeah. capable of all this you know so i think that's kind of the i think that's what they were getting across so it wasn't just specifically him yeah it was everyone and i think the reason why they bothered to show everyone them themselves to begin with was just simply because they were that close to getting a nuke yeah. dropped on them you know yeah. it's like a lot closer to them now they're the war yeah. and the destruction. What I found interesting as well, though, is that they like stopped the big cyclone storm that happened. Well, I think they started it. Yeah. So I think the whole thing kind of, I guess, the whole thing's kind of their fault. <laughs> they scared well, the actually, submarine. And... Yeah. They, because the storm sort of came out of nowhere, right? Eh? Yeah. So they, they stopped a yeah. submarine that was carrying nuclear weapons because I guess they were against it and they knew what and it I would be used the, for. And I guess the sub was close to them. Yeah. Getting close so to them. The whole, they kind of orchestrated the whole thing to teach humanity a lesson and to show us that we need to change yeah but yeah pretty cool and not i, I didn't really expect this movie to go that deep and you're right you either. kind of forget about the aliens they become like well, a secondary threat i think the overall meaning and uh, behind the movie isn't actually about them nah. the whole like the, the the purpose of the movie isn't about them and it's not even really about all the the conflict or whatever is happening it's more throughout the movie like with coffee and all that mm. kind of stuff it's actually the focus of the movie really, I think, looking back, 
yeah is meant to be on those two characters yeah. and their and their relationship throughout the whole movie yeah i don't know and then seeing how i guess maybe the overall lesson is just that people can fight and squabble but then mm. and can still i don't know and like it's, it's nice and I, I guess maybe that's a it's a weak kind of yeah but I, it kind of worked kind of description it kind of worked and i liked it and it mirrored it nicely with coffee yeah. who ends up going crazed and insane with war and with conflict and yeah. it becomes his whole drive which is showing you kind of how people can be different sides of humanity yeah and yeah i really liked it my favorite parts of the movie though i think was the, the middles portion with all of this crazy action and conflict and just the relationship as you said between the two characters i think yeah. Lindsay and bud were really really great yeah man Some yeah crazy so scenes. actually thinking back and uh, after talking about it more because when i first watched it last it was just last night actually <laughs> yeah i was like oh this is this movie's real average i can yeah. see why it hasn't been it hasn't been like it, like it's they've got like bad they've got bad music and it's bad just sort of feel the whole way through you don't really know what it's about and you kind of feel like it should be a horror but it's not at all horror like horrific or scary or even that thrilling really that's just more this action mm. kind of film that was my initial feeling after yeah. watching it but yeah yeah now looking back and talking about it a bit more it is actually a lot it's a lot more than that it's grown it's, on me it's, it's, the more it's, i think it has, about it yeah yeah it's just i would really love to movie. see like a remastered version yeah, cool, eh? I'd, I'd, I do still think, people, please. i still think that the they could have gotten better a better soundtrack yeah yeah definitely but the yeah. practical effects oof even the yeah. special effects like that water tentacle you'd think it would be real bad yeah but it kind of works like yeah it's up to standards with some of the stuff we see today even like it was pretty cool yeah i think yeah so i think overall it was a it was a it was a it was a good watch it was a good watch yeah, yeah i i i do i'm glad i watched it yeah i think the overall experience of watching the movie wasn't that amazing mm. i think um especially seeing as you know as we're talking about like it, it was real hard to figure out while you're watching it what it's about which i don't think is really a good sign for a movie you I think should... it does have tonal issues and yeah like, pacing um troubles. but after watching it after looking back and th- and talking about it a bit more it i think it was yeah it was a good movie and i think i think it just could have could have done better building your expectations for what at the beginning you know rather yeah. than making you feel like that this was going to be something that it wasn't you know like, i um i did a little bit of research because we watched a special edition yeah i did a bit of research into what was different um into what was different between this and the theatrical cut and we got a lot more of just character moments in the first portion of the movie in the special edition and then the big end, the big change is the ending yeah so in the theatrical edition and reviews for the when it was released they were like the ending sucks everyone said that the ending was the weakest point of the movie and really it ended in the original version with bud going down the alien saving him then the alien showing bud his last message to Lindsay, yeah and bringing him to the surface and cut away the whole kind of plot line of them with the tsunamis and getting ready to destroy earth and teasing that they were the ones behind the storm and behind everything so they just a lot less of like conflict and the cold war stuff yeah but more on just hey we saved you because because of your message because <laughs> i don't really know his wife yeah but n- no real threat to humanity yeah which i think i think helped no like, overarching it, message yeah. sort of thing it was just 
And in the years since the special editions come out, everyone goes to this as being the definitive, like this is the best way to watch the movie. It has a stronger ending and just those character moments, even though it is a long movie. Quite long. It didn't feel that long. Uh, no, I mean, it, 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 by. it did feel like a long old movie, but it didn't feel crazy long. Like, yeah. It, it, it had its boring parts throughout the movie, but uh, like, I think overall, like, I don't know. I, I, it didn't feel like I was giving up a, a, yeah. a, a huge chunk of my time trying to watch it. Or, yeah. And I didn't really, even though I did zone out a few times looking up things on comb jellyfish and stuff like <laughs> that, um, I, it wasn't hard to watch. Yeah. It was very engaging. Yeah. Um, I do just have some random behind the scenes stuff, which I thought was interesting. First off, the breathing fluid is actually a, a real thing that really exists, but it's only been used on animals at this point. Yeah. They don't use it with people. Uh, but interestingly enough, they actually use this proper breathing fluid in the movie when we see it being tested on Hippie's rat. Oh, okay. So the rat really was submerged in this breathable water actually started breathing it and then survived afterwards hmm. so pretty cool uh, and same thing with bud's helmet at the end where he actually does get it the actual actual water that they use the breathable fluid in his helmet but he didn't actually breathe it most of the scenes he was actually holding his breath when he was 30 feet below the surface in this large tank to film these scenes yeah so he was holding his breath for that whole sequence and apparently it would get in his eyes and his nose and just was really uncomfortable for him yeah but cool just how practical this thing is and even with that all the cast and crew had to get proper diving training and underwater training to film this movie most of okay. it was properly filmed underwater were there real subs like the yeah like... real things this is all they made proper rigs there you had proper practical effects and everyone was filming underwater which sick the whole cast and crew say it was the worst movie experience of their lives really just having to be like six months working every day of the week isolated sets and i think it was like 70 hour weeks they were spending just yeah. going in and out of water in and out of having problems breathing and not apparently the person who played Lindsay had a complete emotional breakdown on set ed harris would sob when he would drive home at the end of the day uh, James Cameron, who filmed it, said, I knew this was going to be a hard shoot, but I had no idea how, how just how hard this was going to be. I'm never going to do anything like this again. Just things that, like, all, most of the stuff that was filmed was filmed 33 feet under the water. Yeah. And they would stay down for more in the water for more than an hour at a time. And then below them, Cameron and the crew of the movie would be, like, 50 feet under the water. And to avoid decompression sickness, they'd have to hang from hoses and get oxygen supplies. It's just, it sounds like crazy. It helped the movie a lot. <laughs> I know, though. but it's just, I can't even like fathom this. Imagine doing all of that and then your movie not being recognized afterwards and just like not really. I'd give it to, I'd give it to James Cameron. He does some amazing work. Like just the this, scope of the movies he makes. Yeah, I think... Like, I, to be honest, I think the main issue with this is its its tone, as we discussed before. Yeah. But, like, the, it was actually really, really well done with the mm. with the sets and everything. Yeah. It felt believable. Like, they were underwater. It was really a really good job. Yeah. Well, because they were. Yeah, that's the thing. It was, <laughs> it was real to a point. And even, like, the aliens. And I remember thinking that right from the start. I was like, this set design is yeah. incredible. Even the aliens, when you see the aliens flapping towards him at the end, yeah. they're practical. 
Oh, really? Yeah, they're practical, and that's why they got they were able to make the wings um, like look that way underwater because it was actually floating in the water. It's insane, sick, you can, like crazy stuff. But yeah, I yeah, guess, but it's, it's real. It really sucks then that, that like it didn't get. This is more like, well known. Yeah, it's not even like oh, it didn't do that well. But hey, people can still watch it today. <laughs> it's like it didn't do that well. It's never been remastered. You have after to know about it and, and you have to track yeah, it down. <laughs> track it down and probably and buy. It. I don't know. Maybe some countries might have it. Like, yeah, on, on some kind just... of streaming service. But like for us, we had, yeah, you had to buy it from. Where'd you buy it from? Like <laughs> trade me. I just trade me. bought a cheap DVD. Yeah. So I guess all in all, what are your what are your wrap up thoughts and your rating of the abyss? Well, I think I think I've I think I've done yeah. I've covered it most of it. I am pretty blown away by their their sets. Mm. And knowing now how much effort they put into it, it just makes me appreciate it a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's worth yeah. Even though they they probably didn't have to go through all that because <laughs> the movie was bombed anyway, um, which really sucks for them. But yeah. um, I still, for what it's worth, I, I really appreciate all the effort they went through for that because it really it did definitely like make the film. I think mm. that yeah, the the set design was probably the best part of the movie yeah. by far for me. Um, but otherwise, yeah, like it's. Yeah, I don't know. I think that and the and the the romantic sort of story, um, character building kind of arc of of two main characters mm, really worked. For um, me. Yeah, I think it was. And and the more and more I think about it throughout the movie, the more and more I see them do, working like little mm. things that that work towards that sort of overall story. I do think. Yeah, I do think the tone of it was a bit lacking. I think they. Yeah. Uh, I think they didn't really. And, and the music choices were a bit poor. It it down, eh? Yeah, uh, and I don't really know if I would recommend it to to many people. Mm. I feel like I'd only recommend it to people who like, like. I feel like it's really, kind of like our thing, right? Like, yeah, I, I'd recommend it to someone who's like really into like old forgotten yeah. movies, which there's not a lot of people I think yeah. who are. But um, but yeah, I think I don't know what I'd rate it though. What are what are we rating? Out of ten. Out of ten. Yeah. Is that what we decided? I thought yep. we went out of a hundred. No, we went out of ten. Out of ten. Hmm. I think I'll give it like a either a six and a half or a seven. Nice. I yeah. No, I think I'll, I think I'll give it a six and a half. Six nice. and a half. It was. It's 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 faults were pretty big. Mm. Like I think that like if you watched it, I think you'd get what I mean. Hopefully, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. It was seriously lacking in some areas, but it was still, I think, overall a good, fun experience. Yeah. I had a lot of the same thoughts. I I was just blown away by how fun and intense. I've, I've said it, but a lot of the action sequences in this movie were, I really, really enjoy this kind of crew dynamic, character dynamic they had having on, again, like real reminiscent of the Alien movies, which I love. Yeah. Yeah, and just the scope and how hard James Cameron tries to just do something different and to put effort into making his movies just a spectacle to look at. Yeah. I really loved it. And I, I don't know. I The more I think about this movie, I came away from it last night being like, ah, oh, this long, uh, probably like a six or seven out of 10. But I, I think I'll settle on an eight out of 10. Okay. Which I know this has some flaws and the pacing's all over the place. It might just be the three hour cut that we saw. But... I 
really enjoyed, really, really enjoyed parts of this. And I, I think I'll revisit it sometime. I mean, I got the DVD now, so. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> do it someday. Chuck it back up and train me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the best. I think I'm going to go to 8 out of 10. Nice. Yeah, I don't, you know, won't at all judge you for giving it that high. I, I understand exactly what you're, you mean. I just, I feel like, um, I just feel like for me, Personally, the 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 negatives of it are a little too great. Yeah, Lieutenant yeah. Coffee going I mean, crazy like, with we, his crazy mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Give but it I to mean, me. I mean, I think the fact <laughs> that it took us a day to then start actually appreciating it is not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it is a good movie. Thinking back, but you should be able, you should know that when you're watching it. And I think that's really for me why mm. what. What's giving, making me give it such a low rating is just the fact that, yeah, when you're watching it, you don't know yet that you're watching a good movie <laughs> until it's over and you think back over it and you yeah, sort of... Yeah, that's fair. Which means it's not really that great. You know, yeah. It hasn't done its job pro- properly. Bring on Avatar 2 is what I say. Bring on Avatar <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm it. Pumped. Give us some more... Apparently they're doing like underwater scenes in Avatar 2. No, so no, James said, Cameron saying said, never going to do it again. Never going to do it again, <laughs> but... Um, then take... But like it was in the decade. 80s. I yeah. Mean, like, yeah, now yeah. surely it was... It would be a lot more comfortable for them, right? <laughs> like, they'd be able to... We'll see. Um, and actors back then, some of them honestly had to work so much harder. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, that was the abyss, everyone. I think we'll wrap it up there. However, next month, you're doing the I'm doing the mystery, mystery thing and the theme. The theme, which I've here we go, is hunger. Hunger. Yeah, I don't hunger. know. You meaning hunger? Because you told me before, so I could pick a movie. Um, were you going more like hunger, as in like sort of more like an animal ravenous kind of hunger or are you meaning like hunger more like passionate or are you meaning hunger like i'm hungry like i don't know i kind of keep starvation like we could do a food a movie about food we could do a movie about love and the hunger for romance or the hunger for oh, revenge man. you know what i just thought of you another know? movie that would have been that would be really great to go on there but i don't think you'd appreciate it <laughs> but you're on the money because my pick that i'm going to put forward is a movie called ravenous have you seen this Mm, don't think so stars guy pierce david arquette and this movie i've seen once before a while ago i think i was really tired when i was watching it but i enjoyed it and i really want to give it a revisit and i'll read a bit of a plot description for it but it says you are who you eat upon receiving reports of missing persons at fort spencer a remote army outpost on the western frontier captain john boyd investigates after arriving at his new post, Boyd and his regiment aid a wounded front frontiersman who recounts a horrifying tale of a wagon trail murdered by its supposed guide, a vicious U.S. Army colonel gone rogue. Fearing the worst, the regiment heads out into the wilderness to verify the gruesome claims. So I'm going for Ravenous, which is, you know, pretty full-on movie and deals with hunger in the way of, like, cannibalism of sorts. Okay. So. so I'm gonna because of that, like I've just thought of another movie, right? So I'm okay. it. Um I just thought it's a little bit a little bit different. I was just thinking about maybe I'd I'd present two movies to you and I'll let you decide. Oh, so I'm like kind of picking both. Which one okay. is then gonna be able to be voted upon. Okay, so my first thought by the way, when you said hunger, I was like, 
well, first I was like Hunger Games and I was like, no, nah, <laughs> do it. Um, my first thoughts were going towards that more starvation and desperation. Yeah. That's my th- first thought when you were like hunger. I was like starvation, survival, desperation. Mm. I, I thought Castaway is my, nice. one of my first thoughts. I was yeah. like Castaway or Alive. Have you ever watched Alive? I've never seen Alive. I've seen Castaway. Should have added that to the list. Ooh. But then I, my mind was like, oh, because I thought everyone's seen Alive. I thought everyone's seen Alive. Um, you haven't heard about Alive. I don't even know what this it's the one is. about the, the rugby team who gets like their plane crashes up in like a snowy mountain. You're making this movie up. And they end up surviving by eating the people who died. This movie doesn't plane. exist. This is a fever Should dream. I just add that to the list? <laughs> no, no. What, do, what do you do? What do you do? Um... Because that's it's a good movie. I didn't I didn't realize you wouldn't. I thought you would have watched it. The other one you probably have watched this one. So my first, I think my first pick. Now I'll explain. I'll read out the description of it and okay. then I'll tell you the name. And, Can I try and guess again? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'll explain why I chose this. Okay. One. So this one's a bit more obscure. It doesn't really fit in that well. But it, I it. felt more like I wanted to revisit this movie than I did want to revisit Alive. Yeah. Um, during the World War II, acclaimed Polish musician Wladyslaw, something like that, I'm not pronouncing it correctly, mm. faces various faces various struggles as he loses contact with his family. As the situation worsens, he hides in the ruins of Warsaw in order to survive. Is this the pianist? Yeah. I've never seen this, but it's a classic that I've been meaning to for a while. I love this film. I haven't seen it in years. Oh, that's years. a big pick, man. I haven't seen it in years. But the reason why is because whenever I think of The Pianist, this is the reason why I picked this movie, yeah. Under Hunger, is I always picture right at the end, I don't want to give you any spoilers now that you haven't seen it. Okay. The main character being so like hungry that he's like losing heaps of weight and he's like scrawny and he's just clinging to this one huge mm. can of fruit. I think it was like mixed fruit or something. I, I know Adrian Brody, who's the actor. Yeah. He, and he was like clinging. It's the, the, the picture. It. This is what I picture every time. Is yeah. this last, and one of the few, like the last scenes of it, I think, where he's just clinging to this huge can of, fr- of fruit that he can't open mm. because he hasn't got the tools for it and he's not strong <laughs> enough to try and like figure out a way to open it. Dude. He's, he's, and he's just clinging to it in desperation for it because it's great movie. Really tugs on the heartstrings. Yeah. That's why I ch- that's kind of why I chose it doesn't fit in as well as alive. No, nah, I like it. But um and you have a th- you have another one. Another one that doesn't fall into the same kind of category, not <laughs> under hunger. Uh, not under not under starvation. This is more just to do with food. Okay. My first Is it ratatouille? <laughs> no. My <laughs> mind went to this straight away. It's um you're not going to like this. It's another rom-com. Oh great. <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Julie and Julia. No, I haven't. But it's about the famous cook, right? Uh, yeah. So Julia Powell, <laughs> a young blogger, is determined to emulate uh, Julia Childs. So, oh, Julie Powley. Powell, sorry. A young blogger is determined to emulate Julia Childs' cooking techniques. Though separated by time, the two women share a common passion for food that intertwines their lives. So... I know it's a rom-com, right? Mm. I've seen this movie. It's actually pretty good. I've heard good things. I think it's one of my sister's and, and mum's favorite movies. So, um, And it's sort of based around, like, when it came out, sort of, I guess, around when, like, blogging, not vlogging, 
mm. was like becoming like a, this huge thing, I guess, when people were doing wow. it way more. I guess, yeah, around that time. Um, I guess uh, I think around that time I was too young to really know much about what. Yeah, I didn't really get it. I didn't get into the blogging scene or anything mm. like that, you know. So, but I'm assuming that that's kind of the feel of it anyway. From from memory, was that it's sort of like this is this is what people were doing then, but um, sort of like vlogging was a thing back in like well, it's still a thing, but you know, it became like this huge thing back in like two, 2014, 2015 kind of time, you know, yeah. when it was sort of like everyone was vlogging. You know, um, I love the idea of like my horror. Yeah, the cannibal pick versus Julie and Julia. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think I think I'll so go pianist. I think I'll go pianist. You you want to vote pianist? Yeah, because it's a classic, and I want the opportunity to watch it. But okay. you know what we'll do? We've talked about next month, hunger month. Ninety-five Rotten Tomatoes. By yeah, the way. I've heard good things about it. But, but guess what? Yeah. Oh, it's not as great. Seventy-eight Rotten Tomatoes. But seven out of t- uh, and the seven out of ten IMDb okay. for the other one for um Julian yeah. Julia so not not bad not bad rating not great but not bad you know what we should do so I think next month which is going to be hunger month there's we got an extra little re- episode release that we talked yeah. about adding in the artist twenty thousand leagues I think we chuck in Julian Julia to that yeah and then whichever one loses with ravenous versus the pianist. And then we'll randomly pick for that pool to watch and talk about it on the last one of the month. Sounds good. So we have a chance at Julie and Julia. Okay, so the two movies are Ravenous Mm -hmm. and The Pianist. Yeah. Both kind of dark, depressing ones as far as I know. So Yeah. Going to be interesting. Let us know what you want us to talk about next time. I think both of these are available to rent, so it should be a lot These These should be definitely a lot easier to get our hands on. (laughs) Yeah, but Um, I'm looking forward to this. Something I haven't seen and something you haven't seen, so this will be very interesting. Vote on our socials, or if you're listening to us on Spotify, there should be a little poll down below, and we'll let you know at the end of the next episode which one was the winner. Yeah, but apart from that... Thanks message for us. Yeah, thanks for listening. You can message us, send us some voicemails or play them on the show. And we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>